0: This is the Winning Plays podcast on the CLNS Media Network, the leading online provider for the NBA's winningest franchise.
1: Welcome back to the Winning Plays podcast with Brian Rob, but not Michael Pena. I'm Rich Levine, uh, and Mike guys, Mike is at MSG tonight covering uh, the the great Porzingis return, return. But uh, B Rob and I are here to talk about the nine and one Boston Celtics, best record in the NBA, number one offense in the NBA winners of nine straight uh but first we're going to ask you to please subscribe to the show wherever it is you listen uh follow us on twitter that's at winning plays pod shout out to clns media shout out to betonline.ag and uh brian rob nine straight feels pretty good huh
0: yeah this is uh i don't think you can, could draw this up any better rich you guys thought okay yes. that's I, <laughs> I had 10 that's my 0, mistake <laughs>
1: um yeah man so you're you're at the garden we're doing this on a Thursday before the Celtics head west you're at the garden last night for Isaiah Thomas's uh yeah I mean it's still it's still it's still big news when Isaiah's back in the garden
0: yeah no I mean yeah the, 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 there's certainly some buzz there um the, the the crowd clearly still loves him which is great and um you know he had a, a respectable night he still he looks obviously a lot better on the offensive end um the defense is a different situation on that team, but that's you know not really worth getting into. But um, yeah, always good to to see him perform well for the team, um, and the seas get the win, which is I think what most in the guard wanted.
1: Yeah, so 140 points. What was what was the the number on that? It was their highest point total since when?
0: I believe 1992 92. in regulation. Um, and yeah, and then after the end of this game, Rich, they they end up with the number one offense in the nba um which is kind of incredible to me um especially when you consider where they were at opening night uh like they that they shot worse opening night than they did over 82 games last year and then now you know obviously it's a very small sample size 10 games but you know they they played some legitimate teams in here they've played some you know duds like the knicks and the in the Wizards, that really don't play D, but number one in offense is still number one offense. I don't know if Brad Stevens' team has ever been number one in offense during his era at any point in the season, so um, it's been it, it's something else from that standpoint. I think.
1: Yeah, I mean, at some point, you have to wonder how much that's going to be a testament to how good the Philly defense might be when they're all healthy. Sure, um, but the, you know, and you mentioned the teams that the Celtics have played during the streak, and I saw that. I think uh, so. Basketball Reference has their strength strength of schedule. Mm-hmm. And the Celtics are twenty four. Yes. What are your? Th- I mean, th- that that kind of surprised me because okay, Philly, obviously, but then uh, you beat Toronto, you beat Milwaukee. Those are two humongous wins, and certainly in the Eastern Conference. So it doesn't feel like it's been a cupcake because you know the, I guess they have won the games that, that they've won every game except for Philly. But I, I don't know how, how much of that do you think might have an effect going forward?
0: No, I mean, the, for me the. It doesn't feel like a complete cupcake schedule. Like the Knicks are bad, the Hornets are coming back to earth. Uh, a team like the Cavs are better than expected. They are surprisingly look like a frisky team. Sure. Um, but for me, the the bigger takeaway than the schedule, uh, the strength of schedule is just is how they're winning these games. Like outside of the Knicks game, all these games have been pretty much decided in the final, like before the final minute of the game. Like, there's, there's, there haven't been a lot of close calls here. It's been a few beatdowns mi- mixed in with just some, you know, kind of Kemba Walker and company taking care of business in the fourth quarter. And, yeah, so the, you know, they're going to be a lot – tested a lot more out west against the likes of the Clippers and the Nuggets, and as we all thought, the Phoenix Suns will be a tough test as well <laughs> on that trip. Well, but,
1: that, I think that, that makes up for the Warriors game being like a – Exactly. Uh, a,
0: like, a, a it GD is – Right. Like there's, there's obviously some surprises to start the year, but yeah, this wasn't, I think like a, a seven and three, a six and four schedule start was like, you know, realistic out of the gate, but for them to just take care of business the way they have on the road trips to, despite the injuries that have popped up throughout this trip. And we haven't been on rich since, you know, Gordon Hayward obviously went down with the, the fractured left hand, but. Even in that game, like he went out at halftime, and it didn't matter. They just kicked the the crap out of the Spurs in the second half, and just like picked up where they left off. Which, again, this this just doesn't happen for this team down there. So that that tells me, like, well, this is the buy-in factor kind of goes up after a game like that.
1: Yeah, we didn't mention the Spurs when we we're talking about the Celtics' schedule. It's very likely that they might stink as well. Right. That's um, <laughs>
0: that's kind of the Grizzlies went in there the other night and won two, so that yeah. takes the uh, the blemish off that
1: on Tony Parker night. Ugh. You lose to the Memphis Grizzlies, um, but I, I mean I don't know what's going on with Lamarcus. we can talk about Lamarcus all just later. But that's uh, he either needs to to retire or get traded to another team because that's a, that's a tough situation. Um, so yeah, so I'm looking at this this Western Conference trip right now, and I guess we could talk a lot about the nine game win streak. That's what people probably want to hear, but not, it's not going to matter if they go west and they go two and three. Um, it'll be it's it's long forgotten.
0: Yeah, like two and three, I would say. Yeah, like three and two is, I I'd say three and two is a success, a, a good trip, given the level of opposition here. Two and three is like, you know, you're back down to earth, and, you know, you definitely should win two of these games, especially with De'Aaron Fox out for the Kings. Right. Um, but Phoenix on a back-to-back, Clippers and Denver, like I don't like, they might be fe- favored in Phoenix, Rich, but I feel like they definitely won't be favored in those other two games. So, um. Even two and three is not the worst-case scenario. I mean, not a, not worst-case scenario, but just I think that still could be respectable if they hang in tight in all those games.
1: Yeah, and I guess maybe hanging in tight is, is important because that's something that we want to talk about. And I think we're going to save this for, for when Mike is around, just the question of whether or not the Celtics are a contender. And, you know, you go and you beat Golden State with where they are now, the Sacramento, without Fox, without Bagley. Um, and then, I said, so Monday, Wednesday, Friday – That's 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 next week. That's going to be a a big week. You at least got to get one of those. I mean, you don't got to obviously. You don't have to, right? (laughs) Anything can happen. But I think if you want to really keep the momentum rolling, on okay, this is not only a team that won nine straight on a maybe the twenty fourth strength strength schedule, but this is a team that is in it for the long haul. It doesn't matter what conference you're playing in, whether it's the East or the West.
0: Right, and there still isn't hasn't been the marquee road win yet. Which we thought might have been San Antonio, but that might be, you know, uh, like you said, they just might stink. So it'd be like, but the the other teams out there, like, I mean, I've I've watched Phoenix. They are like that. They're legit. Like they're not gonna, you know, go beyond the second round in the West, probably. But like they, I think that's a playoff team out there. um, Given just how well everyone is is meshing in that in that very lineup.
1: I was talking about this the other day. Is there any because you look nice, Monty Williams, James Jones It would be so cool if those guys could bring this franchise back? Is there any way that Sarver doesn't screw it up?
0: No, no. He it's, just going gu-
1: to, right? That's just who he is,
0: right? It's it's you know you just hope he maybe they can just like send him on vacation for a while or something like that and stay I out of the know, way. If,
1: because it's fun. I mean, I give some credit to Ricky Rubio too. You know, I I, I think that I don't know if people kind of gave up on him a little bit early. He came in so young, but like. All of a sudden, you know, Utah is struggling a little bit without him. Trying to find their rhythm without him at the head, and Connolly certainly hasn't fit in seamlessly. You got Ricky Rubio and, and Phoenix, and all of a sudden they're 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 a playoff team, and he's not even thirty years old yet.
0: That is crazy to me. Like I would have, you could have told me thirty five, and I'd been like, yeah, that sounds right. 100%, um, yeah. <laughs> but yeah, between him, Baines obviously is playing out of his mind, which is, um, I mean. I think even cooler from a Boston perspective because obviously that's not an opportunity. You know, the Celtics are doing well on top of it, so it's not like there's any buyer's remorse there, uh, at least not now, um, or seller's remorse, I should say. But that, but then you've, you you go there, and then you go. Obviously, the the Clippers should have Paul George back uh, for that game at the Staples Center on Wednesday night, and then oh, wow. yeah. and then closing out any trip in Denver is always a challenge. Um, even though they're, they are they have been kind of up and down to to begin the year too. So again, all high quality teams, all doing it without Gordon Hayward. And I mean, just going back into what has worked for this team, um, during this nine game winning streak, rich, like what is, what has stood out to you the most, either whether it's a player or just a, you know, a lineup or what's, What's something here that has kind of you know, blown you away during this opening 10-game stretch that you're like, wow, I, you know, I was expecting some growth here, but I wasn't, I wasn't expecting this?
1: Yeah, I mean, I think there is one kind of obvious answer, and it's who I wanted to talk about anyway, so I'll, I'll just take it. But it's interesting that last time we did, we, we did the podcast, we talked about the fact that the Celtics had three guys averaging 20 points a game. Right. Right? So they still have three guys averaging 20 points a game, but it's a different third guy. Which is unbelievable because Gordon went down because he, you know, he, he left early in the San, in the San Antonio game, but Jalen Brown's now averaging twenty point one a game, um, and it's just it's not just the like that he's doing it; it's just the way he's doing it. You know, he's just he he's almost he, he's not Tatum, right? He doesn't have that that total control and that dominance when he has the ball, but the way he's scoring when he gets the ball in the post, whether he's in transition, I, I don't know. I mean, he's he's certainly taken a significant step.
0: It's nuts. I was just going through the numbers this afternoon, Rich, of him, and I mean, he's doing twenty points per game. He's also shooting twenty eight percent from three, while doing that, which almost makes it more impressive. Uh, yeah.
1: Part of that, though, real quick, is for the first time in his career, he's hitting his foul shots, and he's going to the line. Right. You know, he's he's going to the line five times five times a game so far this year. Last year it was uh, two point seven. Last year he, he went he hit one point eight a game at a sixty five percent clip. This year is hitting four game at 80%. So that's, uh, that, that, and you talk about his mentality, right? Just a, where, where focus and confidence, you know, really shows itself at the foul line. And he's he's got it all right now.
0: No question. And so, yeah, you look at, you know, inside that he's shooting 60% from two point range while taking 12 shots per that game. And while he's getting to the rim a ton, he's also taking a lot in the post and just mid range and just hitting everything. So he's getting getting to where he wants on the floor, getting to his sweet spots, and just knocking them down. 6.9 rebounds per game, rebounding better than ever. His turnovers are down. Literally pretty much every part of his game has gotten a lot better outside of the three-point shooting. And But the thing is, teams still respect that shot at this point, so it's not like they can do anything. So you put it together, and with obviously with Kemba and Tatum, and then you if you have an offense here that's still able to keep humming, even though uh, Gordon Hayward is out of the mix.
1: Yeah, it's, it's impressive. And and, and like, it's weird how it works, right? You know, once Jalen's really ready to, to get going, you know, Gordon steps aside for a little bit and, and in a way it maybe helps them both, you know, have that foundation to to build on once they're, they're both out there together. And I know I've been harping on us on year all year. I do eventually want to be able to see these two guys consistently, show this together. And I know maybe maybe it's possible for them to be doing it, and the numbers aren't going to be there, right? Because it's just there are only so many shots. But I do think it's important for that that five to get a little bit more continuity together.
0: I agree. And I guess the, the encouraging thing is that even before, um, you know, they had that game and a half where Jalen came back, uh, I think it was against Charlotte, and the starters looked great in that game. And then obviously looked really good in the, the first half of, this the, the win over the Spurs on last Saturday. So like you said, you you want to see more of that, but the it's clear like the number of times that the wings have all been simultaneously playing well this year, I feel like it's already surpassed like all of eighty two games last year.
1: <laughs> yeah, like probably, <laughs> which is
0: <probably> <laughs> which is bananas and I mean there's all sorts of reasons for why it's happening, but it's you know, it's clear that the ball stoppers are like gone now. Whether it is, you know, Kyrie you know, Marcus Mars, I thought had a great year last year overall, but you know, he still is a bit of a stopper. And Terry Rozier was the ultimate stopper last year. And those guys are out of the mix. The shots are funneling to the right guys, um, in the top four. And Marcus Smart is getting his by taking threes, and we can talk about that too. I was
1: um, honestly just looking at that because I couldn't believe I—I I didn't know what it was indicative of. Maybe it's just of like what a crazy season it's been, or just how far Marcus has come. But the fact when you ask, like, "Hey, what surprised you the most about this season?" and that, like, Marcus Smart's almost shooting forty percent from three-point land and taking a ton, yeah, and now it's just that's just life. We're we're cool with it. You don't even think right. twice when he takes a shot.
0: And that's, and he's almost becoming a three-point specialist, Rich. Like that's like all he's taking is threes, which is even better because he's not very good at his other shot. So it's like, well, if I'm going to be an above average three shooter, I'm just going to, you know, I think he's taking like, I think close to 70% of his shots are threes, which is, which is if you're Brad Stevens is music to your ears. Um,
1: And and when you say three point specialist, for some reason, my, you know, my head goes to like Kyle Korver or like Anthony Morrow, which is a very random one, but like, this is also a first team all defense who is also probably your best playmaker guy who who will be able to, you can count on to not only spread the defense, but make them pay.
0: No question. And again, to have, and he's just able to kind of slide into whatever role um, at any point in the game so far. He had a, you know, he had a tough shooting start for the year from three, but he's come back quickly. And (laughs) obviously,
1: speaking of slow uh, three-point shooting starts, can we get a pool going for Grant Williams?
0: Yeah, that's (laughs) I. What can I do with that? Right? I feel like I, I want to write about that, but I, and I actually have a good Grant Williams story. Um, that I'm be writing about, but we'll give you um, for next week. But we can we'll we'll give go we'll have an inside look at that one later in terms <laughs> said, of his draft workout.
1: I think one thing maybe you could do, and I'm, if someone steals this, we could we'll just shame them. Yeah. But um, is there if you want to find out what the record is for like most misses to start an NBA career? Ooh. Most three point misses.
0: That is a great idea to look at, and I mean, maybe I'm, we don't want
1: to put more pressure on him. But
0: right. But he's so loose, he'd probably like like it, like uh, yeah. to come. Up. But yeah, I mean, the it is. I imagine it's a lot more than this, but it, that'd be a fascinating number to see how high it would be. Because um, what is he,
1: right, right now, he is at, uh,
0: he's over like fifteen or sixteen. 0 for fourteen. Over yeah. fourteen. So it's good. I mean, it's like one a game. Just like yeah, he gotta keep taking them. And <laughs> at least
1: won a game. But, and they've been open shots for the most part. Right. He's, if, if he's playing, the, the, t- the, the day he turns it down is the day that you got to put him on the bench. So he's got to sh- keep shooting and whatever. It'll work out. And uh, speaking of working out, it was nice to see our, our boy Vincent at least look uh, somewhat capable in that Washington well, game. That was the first time he's looked like an, an NBA player in the, during this one this streak.
0: Yeah. I mean, that's kind of like what he looked like in the preseason, which I was like, oh, he might play. And then that dissipated But uh, in those early games. But yeah, like he he was their best or one of their better defensive options at center last night, maybe behind Grant Williams. Um but yeah, against you know against teams like that where you just need a competent option next to a canter from being a sift to the rib, um you know, that's your guy when rather the Rob Williams of the world are are getting hurt every other game.
1: And as is the tradition for this podcast, I can't believe we talked about Vincent before we did Kemba Walker. Mm. Um, as we're talking about this this nine-game win streak. And, and it's, it is interesting. Like the, the, it, Something that would be interesting to do is I love just the the steps from Isaiah to Kyrie and now to Kemba, who's like sort of the, the perfect combination of those two guys. But it is funny to, to see Kemba lead that team last night. Just think back to those Isaiah days. And I guess in some ways it's hard to compare because Tatum and, and Jalen are – or on like grown men now out there. I mean Jalen certainly, but Tatum, that's another thing. His 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 physicality, you know, he's getting stronger and stronger, and I think that's c gonna continue to help his game. But just getting back to Kemba, I don't know, like what what is the biggest difference between him and IT? What is it just those couple inches?
0: Yeah, like, I a mean defense? because you you still saw it's them a defense. Isaiah, right? Yeah. Right. I mean it's it's honestly a defense. Like I mean Peak Isaiah like two years ago and you know, was still I mean, pretty much this version of Kemba through the first 10 games, I feel like, over that season. I mean, he'd do most of his, all his damage in the fourth quarter, but he'd be getting to the free throw line, like, whatever it was, eight times a game or something like that, um, while, you know, shooting the three officially and pretty much doing whatever he wanted. And that's kind of what Kemba is doing right now on the offensive end, except he doesn't have to do as much as I did, they did for those teams. Like, he can just kind of pick a spot. He's happy to defer, he will keep the ball moving early in games and. And to me, the most encouraging thing here, again, we talk about Marcus Smart taking threes. I mean, Kemba's taking 10 threes a game now. And (laughs) like that is – and he's hitting 44% of them. I was going to say, as
1: long as he's he's anywhere close to that, keep doing it.
0: Right. So that's – as opposed to like Kyrie, who would, you know, not take as many threes as you would want instead of like mid-range twos. Like Kemba is clearly going the other direction there and is, you know, not that he wasn't taking a lot of threes before, but now he just – is getting open looks. I don't know, Rich, like, I kind of want to, like, look at him here and just be like, did we just underrate the fact that, like, you know, how much easier it was going to be for him with playing with probably the three best teammates he's had in his career offensively? Yeah, I mean,
1: maybe we were were all scarred by just what it would take away, you know, because we saw how much and I guess we saw how much was taken away from the other guys when Kyrie was healthy versus that that previous year in the playoffs but yeah but just what happens when when solid talent actually works with each other and just the the opportunity then then that's how you get the number one offense right you know when you have all those guys who are performing at their height as opposed to just deferring to one guy and you know hoping on the nights that he doesn't decide to play that the other guys can step up and do it but it just seems like no matter what the night is they're the same team you know that's the that, that's the biggest difference to me.
0: No question. And the and just the effort is consistent from him like on a defensive end. And it's funny like last night in his post game presser some a reporter was asking me like, "Wow, well, you're, you know, defensively you it seems like you're stepping up here. Like what has it been like in the system?" And he's like, "Man, like I've been trying to play defense my whole career. You just haven't seen it." Like right. And it, again, I think that comes back to just the the onus on him um, offensively down in Charlotte, but and also like the talent level around him, where you know they just weren't as solid. And I mean, not that the Celtics were solid on defense on Wednesday night by any means, but
1: no. But but when you're but when you're playing your ass off and you're counting on Frank Kaminsky to save you at the rim, exactly. You know, I can see how I can. There's wear no, Daniel out. Tice.
0: There's no Daniel Tice back there in, in Charlotte. I tell you that much.
1: Do we, man? Because I, I love you. Got to love what what you're getting from Tice right now.
0: This can is he, can, can this is my my tie's my tice stock is I'm I'm ready to cash in on it from preseason. Can um, he
1: physically can he physically survive this season and be a factor in the playoffs? That's my biggest concern.
0: Uh, I think so. I think you're gonna need to protect him. I think you you're you're gonna need to bring in like some insurance. Um, especially with Rob Williams is like I mean being just very fragile I feel like as far as his health. Um but Tice, like again, he's they're only playing him like twenty minutes a game. So they're again having Canter back to just soak up fifteen minutes of those minutes a game, like you don't have to, you know, wear him down. Yeah, you, you you rest him when he does get beat up here or there. But yeah, I do think that, you know, they're this team is set up where they can kinda, you know, protect guys. Uh, when they need to, and without you know, missing a beat too much,
1: right? And hopefully now that that is back, and he and and you know he took a little time off, but he he looked pretty good last night. I'm still hopeful what he can do. Um, but real quick before we move on, let me uh, remind you. Or did you know? That hey, is football in season? Foot, not only football, but a- football and basketball seasons. are That's in right. Swing. And and you, B Rob, and our listeners can get into the game with our exclusive sports betting partners, BetOnline.ag. Sign up today to receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit to start betting college or professional ball. Uh, every spread, every total, every winner, or loser, straight bet, parlay, or tease your way through the season. And as always, you can make prop bets. And uh, they still have who will be the first head coach to get canned. That seems to be a little bit too obvious at this point. What do you think the David Fisdale odds are on that?
0: Oh, and this, you know, first head coach to get fired. I mean, it's got to be like minus 400 or something like that.
1: That that might even be uh, generous. Also, who will win the M- NBA MVP? Uh, Kemba Walker. I don't know. Th- there you go. Either Kemba Walker or Vincent. Uh, get the fastest two-market-odd updates and pay cuts with our new sportsbook partners, BetOnline.ag. Head over to the website today or use your mobile device to join and use promo code CLNS50 to receive your 50% welcome bonus. Uh, it's BetOnline.ag, your online sportsbook experts. Um, Rich, i got to
0: sneak in a couple... Two other guys we need to talk about here. Okay. Number one, Javante Green.
1: Yeah, what a story. Right? I remember watching him dunk in Summer League, and I, and I actually had the thought, right? I was on a text chain. I said, it's great that this guy is never going to play in the NBA, but he's out here in Summer League putting on a show and giving the fans something to something to enjoy. And I just thought it was great. I Never for a second did I think he was actually going to be on this team, never mind potentially working his way into the rotation in the first month of the season.
0: It is a true... And then you just you look at him, and you're just like, A, you credit the Celtics for kind of finding him and realizing in Summer League to, like, hey, this is, you know, we need to give him enough money to get him to camp here with a guarantee. Um, But then it's B, it's like, how did this guy stay off the NBA radar for so long? Um, just going, with his going athleticism. To, going, to
1: Radf- going to Radford helps. I, I mean,
0: going to Radford helps <laughs> totally. But even, like, in Europe and stuff like that, like, and, like, just to, to the athleticism just is ridiculous. And he, you know, isn't shy about getting up shots, but when he's around the rim, most of them are going down. And obviously the, the three point shot is a work in progress and is the real reason why he wasn't given a closer look earlier. But um, it's almost like he doesn't enough other things well to just make up for that fact totally.
1: Yeah. And, and listen, I, I mean, if he's, I don't expect him to be playing much in the playoffs. No, but th- but th- but this is this is what you need over the course of 82 games. You need the guys that can step up like this and give you those little breaks when you need them, so you can cons- survive the the Jalen sickness or the or the Gordon wrist. You know that that's what you need, and he's proven. And that's a very valuable you know, role to have. You, you can have a long NBA career doing that. So uh, as long as he can do it, and if he can fit in with a team like this, um, you know uh, who knows. I don't know what the future holds for him, but uh, I'm rooting for him. That's
0: for sure. The, um, the, I mean, you watched it Did you watch the San Antonio game in full, or did you see the was, highlights uh, of the I, like I, I, his alley oops with like Rob Williams like that that fast break where Rob yes. Williams dunk blocked the three pointer, passed it to Wanamaker for a touch pass to a streaking Green for a dunk that might be like the play sequence of the year, like yeah oh.
1: it was beautiful it reminded me of this one was Jordan doing it all himself but when he flunked saved the ball against the Pistons then got it back and did sort of like a like a back to the back. Basket reverse—that's a horrible example. But anyways, yeah, it, it was awesome, and, and, I, and I hate to see Robert Williams hurt again too. Granted, he's always a little bit hurt, but um, I don't know. They, they, it's they—it's they, a nice little bench team, or like a rookie team, or yo- just the young guys coming together, and it—it and it feels like a real team again. That's really what it is. there They're all these different little sects of guys who are contributing in their own way, and right now it's all adding up to just like a fantastic run of hoops that's all it is especially coming off last year especially coming off the first game of this year but uh i don't know it's just been great
0: yeah even and i do think that is why this streak has continued is like the bench has started showing up in these games like over the last four or five games you're getting it's not the same guy every night but one night it's Carson edwards uh brad wanamaker is making you know me feel good about pushing to play for him all last year
1: yeah I've been busting your balls about that since you started and it's it's you, you were right he, he's been and and he's infuriating sometimes but oh, yeah so is for what he needs to do for, for for Brad Wanamaker he's doing a good Brad Wanamaker this year
0: exactly just the old man why game that just sometimes it works um and then like Rob Williams of a random game and, and then Javante Green coming through so you don't even have to rely on a guy like Shemi Heaven like hitting shots anymore, or Grant Williams. Like if you like, you look at these numbers from the bench, and you're just like, how like how the heck has this team won nine games in a row? But they've they've figured out the right pieces to kind of lean on. I feel like, and it's it's led to that group just being able to tread water at the least, or even in last night like they went on the 10-0 run at the fourth quarter with Carson Edwards kind of leading the way.
1: Yeah, he's. I mean, he's there's, I mean, there's so many people to talk about. Thank God, Chemy hit that three last night after he missed the, the point blank dunk. Yes, he, knew, he needed that jumper to go down. Um, yeah, and Carson's going to be one of those guys. And I think I think Pina had said this at the start of the season after his Cleve, Cleveland performance. But like, there there are going to be games, maybe stretches where you're not going to be able to use Carson Edwards. You know, the shot's not going to fall. He's not going to be able to find a rhythm. But like, when he is rolling, um, he's 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 a serious weapon.
0: No question. And it's, this is, again, it reminds me of two years ago in terms of you have a different, all sorts of different guys on the bench and Brad Stevens is back to like, you know, mixing and matching every night and pushing the right buttons again, because i for, you know, it's clear he kind of has his team back, if you will, here, which was the hope all along. I feel like with this reconstruction and, now he's, again, he's still, this is all still new to him in terms of the personnel, but the fact he's finding, you know, the the putting the right guys in the right spots this early is encouraging for the long haul because, again, once Hayward gets back and this group gets healthy and then maybe eventually you add a guy to this group that's a rotation player, then you have a lot of really appealing options on any given night where, you know, you can just roll a guy out there for five or ten minutes for matchup purposes and then uh ride your your horses to to wins against top tier teams
1: yeah and, and and i just i think a lot of it comes down to what you said like the, the type of guys that they have out there you know because when you're going to a guy randomly for a five-minute spurt you know you get brad watermaker and uh in green here guys that toiled overseas you know who probably never thought they were going to have this chance and now they're taking advantage of every second that they have to play in the nba and they're just they're just gonna be happy to be there you know what i mean to bust their balls for for five minutes of running game in the nba is probably more than these guys dreamed of two three years ago so that verse and i don't want to you know talk shit about like marcus morris and guys like that but it's just a different mentality you know and marcus morris deserves to have a different mentality but you just talk about the constructions of this team versus last te- last year and you can see how it's starting to pay off
0: No question. It's again, Brad Stevens got his team back. Got like (laughs) the idea. Like, this is just like Stella. Like, exactly. And, and, and this is all with like the number 14 overall pick. Probably not even going to be contributing meaningful minutes all year, having a richer year. I thought we were going to
1: maybe see him against the Wizards.
0: Yeah. I mean, wouldn't, I feel like that would have been a, wouldn't have been a bad game to just throw him in there and let him see if you can string some points together. But, um, yeah, I guess he's still, you know, there's still enough guys ahead of him where that's not needed.
1: Cause he balled out in Maine the night before, right, or two nights before that. Yeah,
0: I did not watch that game yet, but he put together a pretty impressive lineup there. So, I guess, I mean, this is the Avery Bradley plan of, you know, you just get sure. him those, and then again, this is where Javante Green comes in so huge too, where having a guy like that allows you to not even need Langford right now, and let him get those reps in Maine. And that is, I feel like, should be some useful flexibility for the long term.
1: Yeah, no, it's, it's, it's all lining up nicely. And, you know, like you said, so they, they go west. The first the first two games, Golden State and Sacramento, uh, anything can happen. You, we, those, those are games you need to win. But those next three, that's, that, that's going to be interesting. I mean, would you be shocked by a two and one?
0: No, I wouldn't be shocked. I
1: mean, Phoenix, you can Phoenix, you can win. Phoenix, they're you can good win. Team. They're a better team. they a better team. You can win that game,
0: right? Um, I'll be curious to see how closely Tice guards Baines at a three point line that one. Um, <laughs> and then yeah, like the Clippers. I mean, that is if they're at full strength, they're going to be a bear. But what, even they have looked human lately. I think they're down to seven and four or something like that. Um, I'll so be without George. The
1: and the and the Nuggets are are right there too. Seven yeah. seven and three but uh, they've had some squeakers, you
0: know? Right. So, again, the Celtics are due for some regression here. I mean, we'll see if this offense travels. Um, sure. Which is always going to be a tough test, but they're, they, they'll they be able to, you know, uh, it's a good place to start in Golden State against the worst team in the league, um, the worst defensive <laughs> how, team in the league. Like. How about that, huh? Man. I mean, Draymond, I'll be curious to see how long he, like, deals of these games at this point since uh you know he's putting together some pretty meager lines already and he's probably like screw this stuff um but whatever they're gonna be i mean this is honestly probably the best thing for them they're gonna get a top five pick this year and uh be able to bring it it back with some fresh talent um i'm gonna
1: i'm gonna be at that game in denver oh nice i'll report live from that one perfect um what else anything else we want to hit on
0: no, I mean, is there a, a quick minute on the on Philly? Who yeah. have uh, who are down to? I mean, we need to do a quick minute on the Eastern Conference. I think um, very top heavy early on. The Pacers have come back in a hurry after a brutal start, seven and four. But the Sixers are seven and four right now. I think their offense is let's see where it is 21st in the league. So this is kind of confirming our suspicions about them as a team hanging into this year. And I'll be curious to see how that shakes out over the next month, especially if uh, a major injury or two hits.
1: Right. You know, and they lost Simmons for a little bit. And I think it's just a matter of it's, yeah, of continuity. It's got, it's got to when you get, when you get so many guys and you still have a point guard who won't, who won't shoot the ball, which has got to be a factor. Um, but yeah, I mean Embiid's been been in and out. Al, you see that? You see Al's uh tr- try to put up a stink when they made him sit the other night.
0: No, I didn't see that. What happened yeah.
1: there? Uh, well he had a he had a scheduled rest day and he re- he didn't want to take it. So he, he it wasn't like it wasn't a huge scandal, but he actually went to uh to Brett Brown and made his case, and I guess was really unhappy that they that they told him he couldn't play. Wow. Um, yeah, it was the first of their back to back this week. Yeah, I saw he sat. Um, I didn't
0: realize he made us think about it. That's interesting.
1: Yeah, um, and Josh Richardson just, just tweaked his ankle, as well. I believe. Mm. Um, so yeah, I, I don't know. I mean, th- their defense is going to tell the story for them, you know. But um, as, as long as I don't know, I just come back. came back to, to Ben Simmons. As long as he won't shoot the ball, it's just uh, that. And 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 when you also have Joel Embiid who you're still happy that every time he sh- he shoots a three, when two of your guys are you're you're asking them to shoot that that that's hard. That's hard offensively in, in today's NBA.
0: I think have you seen Tobias Harris's numbers?
1: I know recently they've been he's, he's missed his last I think twenty three three pointers or yes. something like that. So he's
0: down at twenty percent from three point range. Um, so I I'm it is still pretty incredible to me how he went like in three years from getting traded every other year, or I guess he was still traded every other year even last year, <laughs> to, to landing that huge five year deal. Um, for just short of the max, um, and he's only twenty seven. I mean, he's in his prime, but I just don't think I just don't think he's a max player, and I think that contract could look very bad in a hurry. Uh, yeah, for them, if they need to make you know, uh, make a deal.
1: Sure, you know, and you wondered how much they were maybe counting on on Jimmy sticking around and 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 not doing that, right? Right. But um, <laughs> it, it, it's tough, especially because what 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 are. The Simmons got his extension, right?
0: Yeah, I mean they're gonna be Simmons got his extension, so he's gonna be making a fortune starting next year, so you're gonna have you're gonna have no flexibility. You're gonna be in the tax and have no flexibility for the Sixers, and then you have an aging owl and I think Josh Richardson has one more year, and then you're gonna have to pay him too. So it's if this group if I mean pretty much it's like if it doesn't work with this core then your options are kind of limited because you don't really have a lot of other trade chips left.
1: Yeah. And and let's be honest, the Sixers have never been a very well-run team. You know, they, they hit the lottery every single year. You know, they had an embarrassment of riches and they somehow screwed up a bunch of those with Okafor and Fultz and, and all that. I mean, they, they happened to get Simmons and Embiid and, you know, right now, right on, on on paper, certainly defensively, like I said, that do you, do you want to face them in the playoffs? no, not at all. It's a terrifying front five if everybody's healthy. But, again, it's a matter of getting there. It's a matter of the 82-game schedule. And uh, I don't know. It, it, I certainly – and I think we, we we all agree on this a little bit. It's going to be harder than people thought just given the, the, the nature of how they're constructed, especially after we've spent the last half hour talking about how finally the Celtics team is constructed in the right way, like an actual team. I don't necessarily think the, the Sixers are, are there yet.
0: No. Uh, it's going to – I wonder if it'll be a trade or a coaching change or what it's going to be, but I wouldn't be surprised in another month or two if that's one of those options are right, pursued again. Um,
1: and by the way, big test for Al Horford, you know, who for, for his, having his reputation by some people as being like this, the veteran who's going to bring everyone together, who's going to be the you know the positive force, you know, who's going to make people realize what they need to get. It didn't work last year, but even when he went to Philly, people were still treating him like that was still Al Horford. This is another chance for him to be to be that veteran, and we'll see we'll see how it works.
0: Yeah, no question about that. Uh, do you want to do a Kyrie minute before we wrap?
1: Sure, sure, sure. Uh, so, so he's he lost Levert? As he lost
0: Lavert well Um, they're four or and they, six, what, what,
1: which is a little better than I even thought he was going to be. To be honest, you,
0: I mean their schedule's been pretty soft. Um, they've got the fifth worst defense in the nba uh let's see what their strength of schedule yeah they have a bottom their strength of schedule is 26 so far so so it's gonna be it's just i mean atkinson this is gonna be a long year for them i feel like especially if laverde out now i mean it's just the offense. No, they're,
1: they're they're not they're not a great team. I mean, they're certainly worse than the Celtics were last year. Right. I oh yeah. I mean, like, like the team, the, is the it, guys that Kyrie surrounded by. It's not even close.
0: Right. So is it like? Do you feel like those guys are coming back to earth, or is it more the Kyrie, you know, bringing them back down to earth?
1: Right. But I also don't. You know, I, I think they come back to earth, but back to yeah, back to reality. Right. Which is that they they are what they were last year, which is a. a a, a team that was fun to root for, but was probably going to be the seventh or sixth at best. You know, the thing is you need to find players. You need to find the stars that can take you to that next level. The only question is if, you know, at this point Kyrie is a guy who can, who can take a group of, of lesser talents by himself and and take them to the next level. And, you know, I don't, and, and again, he didn't do it last year. He has a much worse team right now, uh, so it's not really much of a surprise, I, and, and I wouldn't be, and I wouldn't speak of surprise. I wouldn't be surprised if, if they go the Golden State route sometime soon, and ju- and just, just just cash it in and 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 sit and sit. Kyrie have, get, have Kyrie uh, find another injury, injury. and then uh, and, and play the lottery this year. Yeah, why, 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 I mean they're playing they're playing Kyrie th- almost thirty four minutes a night. Yeah. right now, that's that, that just doesn't make sense. If you're if if you're building for next year when and KD I did see a video of him taking getting shots up and was looking pretty good he wasn't jumping yet but he was at least hitting some three pointers so you know that that process is, is, is along moving along so I wouldn't I wouldn't be surprised if, if he if he injures himself in one way or another and sits
0: well there's a long list of those guys out there already unfortunately but it's uh,
1: load management
0: load management but you're right from the big picture standpoint for them. You know, overtaxing him this year does not seem like a wise choice given what their, you know, ceiling is for this group, which doesn't seem like goes beyond the first round.
1: If if Pino was here, this is when he would make fun of me for saying the Lakers won't make the playoffs. Yeah, um, but I, I'm still, I, I'm not, I'm not bailing on that yet. <laughs> no, really stop. As as, as, cra- as crazy stop. as the, like like Portland, San Antonio, Golden State, that is screwing me more than I think my my. My prediction, or, or my, my feelings about the Lakers. Um, they it was a squeaker against the Suns the other night. <laughs> you know, they barely b- beat the Bulls last week. Uh, needed a miracle to beat the the, the Mavericks in OT uh, the night I before. I mean, a lot of, they're, a lot they're, of these wins.
0: they are eleven <laughs> in offense versus defense. Let's. Where, where's
1: their where's their strength of schedule? It's probably like first. I'm yeah, it's it's probably
0: not going to help you. Fifteenth, they're not.
1: 15th i'm i'm still gonna say all it's gonna take is one injury to one of those two guys their december schedule is a killer um i can't i'm not bailing yet. i'm still gonna say that the, that that the trailblazers will figure it out pop will figure it out in, in san antonio and the lakers will will be the ninth seed
0: <laughs> place your well, you should place that bet right now because those odds are probably going to be your that that payout would be I'm, through the roof
1: let me go to uh betonline.ag and see what the see what the uh I do it right up, now, you know, we'll, we'll talk about. We we'll check next those now.
0: numbers. All right. Well, Rich is going to go back to rooting against the Lakers, and we'll Not be back. Against, I mean, I am rooting against. Yes. That, no, there's nothing wrong. I, I, I,
1: I truly believe. I, I truly believe in what I saw at the beginning of the year, <laughs> and I could very well be delusional. <laughs> but we'll see. Sorry. Go. Go ahead. You can take us out now.
0: <laughs> we'll be back next week uh, with to check in on the season in the middle of this trip and we'll be back at full strength as well hearing from Mike reporting from uh, the Porzingis return on Thursday night which should have some stories from that but as always uh, please give us a follow at winning plays pod as Rich said uh, really appreciate any of the iTunes ratings and reviews it's a big help if you do have a spare second. second please give us one of those and if you have any questions for us Find us at winningplacepod on Twitter and shoot us a line. Thanks as always, Rich. A pleasure. And we will be back with you guys next week.
1: I'll be reporting live from Denver.